Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Eidelman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Eidelman Unplugged. Welcome to another episode. I'm not sure if we're going to do this under Eidelman Unplugged or Pastors Unplugged, so we'll see where that falls. But I want to talk about, the title really is, This Group Can Change America. This group can change America, and it's actually coming from an article. So if you like this uh, topic, you can probably find the article if you search shaneidleman.com and then put in there, this group can change America. And one thing is crystal clear in America right now, especially in these critical times, we must flame the fires of biblical action, and we must respark biblical boldness and if we won't fight, you know, spiritually speaking, of course, we will fade away. You know, and the question comes up too about physical altercations and things like that, civil war. You know, I don't even go there uh, right now because the, the problem is a spiritual problem. And that's how you have to address this. And really, this is coming from a recent event I attended in San Diego with Turning Point USA Faith. And during one of the opening sessions, I believe it was a pastor who said this group, and you know, of course, talking about all the pastors there in attendance, could change the nation. And I know to some people that might seem impossible, you know, that's a little lofty. But to me, I immediately thought about the possibilities because when God calls a person, God can do incredible things through one person. You plus God is a majority. And so if we can all of us, at least the remnant, get surrendered to God, surrendered to his will, and understand that our calling is to preach the un- unadulterated word of God and awaken a spiritually dead church. Our job is not to coddle her back to sleep. So we must understand our calling and then ask God that he bless our calling and to give us that incredible balance of boldness and brokenness. And, uh, you know, that's really going to be the key. But cowardly, cowardliness is contagious, and uh, so is boldness, though. Praise God for that. Sadly, many leaders are uncertain about speaking on topics deemed political, or what I would call hot-button issues. Uh, and a lot of them hide behind the excuse, I only preach the gospel. But they fail to realize that the gospel affects all areas of life, from the unborn to the borders and from, you know, LGBTQ issues to socialism, wokeness, wicked legislation, the gospel changes the heart, which in return wants to change the nation. And so on one hand, I understand what people are saying. You know, our main focus is the gospel. Our main thrust needs to be the cross. Our main energy must be spent on evangelism. And, you know, I'm right there with you, but a lot of people hide behind their lack of conviction, their lack of involvement, their lack of talking about difficult truths. And and what do they hide behind? They build this wall uh, with that phrase, I only preach the gospel. And then they can hide behind that wall and excuse their, their failure to act. So again, I want to find that balance because I know that's not the case of everyone. I know people have, have, have different ministries and they really have no you know um, desire to talk about 
some hot button issues, but I would encourage you if you're teaching through the Bible, if you're talking about the gospel, you know, okay, let's say it's all about the gospel. Okay. Well, Jesus came to set the captives free. Okay. Are you going to talk about sin? Are you going to talk about how sexual sin and captives are, are still being taken captive and how Jesus can set them free? I wonder if the gospel has anything to say about the unborn uh, and abortion bills. I wonder if the Bible has anything to say, especially the gospel about socialism. You know, that's not even biblical where, you know, the hard workers and every, and the, and the lazy are all just thrown into one camp. I know that's not the, that's, that's a very rough idea of what it is. And that's really not what it is. Socialism is going to turn into what the government, one person controls your money. They take from you and they give to others. Actually, they give to wherever they see fit. And it usually leads to totalitarianism and abuses. Uh, and the gospel has a lot to say about stewarding your finances and investing wisely and helping those in need. And it's not the government's job. Uh, it's actually the church's job. And so to me, the gospel affects all areas of life. So I, I don't see how people can make that statement. And additionally, when pastors lack boldness, think about this for a minute. When pastors lack boldness about hot button topics, it affects all areas of their preaching. As a result, the gospel they preach is often a watered down, not offending, powerless message. So think about this for a minute. Okay, I'm not bold in areas of, of, of governmental, or I wouldn't even call it governmental or even political. I, I would just call it biblical. Basically, I don't want to talk about issues that are somewhat offensive. They're going to hurt people's feelings. I just want to, you know, stay in this nice grassy area where everyone can feel loved and welcomed and, and no, no conviction whatsoever. Uh, and again, I'm not putting down love and feeling welcome. Praise God. We need that. We need that a lot more in our churches. I'm going to get to that in a minute, but, um, what happens is if I'm not bold, let's say about abortion, or if I'm not bold, let's say about gay marriage, I'm not going to be bold about gospel truths such as repentance and judgment and the holiness of God. You see, boldness saturates all areas of our life. And by the same you know, token, a lack of boldness is going to affect all areas of life. And so when it comes to, you know, lacking boldness, um, we really have to confess it and repent it and say, Lord, you know, the outworking of the gospel in a social construct is not, is not something I'm doing. I need help with this. God, fill me with your spirit. And I believe he will because cowardliness hurts the innocent. If we don't stand up for those who have no voice, if we don't encourage God's word in all areas of life, who will? Think about that for a minute. So when the, the gentleman made that statement, this room can change America. If this room, the pastors, the leaders, the pulpit voice, the, the voice that should be sounding an alarm, if we don't stand for those who have no voice, if we don't encourage God's word in all areas of life, all areas of life, including governmental, family, church life, all areas of life, who will? Well, maybe other ministries. No, that's your primary ministry. Well, maybe other believers. No, other believers are starving. They are hungry. They are looking for bold people, bold pastors. That, that, that's our calling. The pulpit used to set the tone, the spiritual climate of the nation. The pulpit is where you would disseminate truth from error. The pulpit would call out evil and encourage good. The pulpit would talk about so-called political hot buttons because it is lines up with the heart and nature of God. And being quiet in the midst of chaos is not a badge of honor. 
It's actually an acknowledgement of defeat. And plain and simple, I only preach the gospel for most people is often an excuse to remain disengaged. Granted, not everyone will have the same passion, like I just said, for certain topics. And many pastors are great encouragers. I even know some who are close to me, friends of mine. You know, they're not, they don't have my type of, 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 I don't even know what the right word is, passion for these many topics, even though they will talk about them when they come up in scripture. That, that's just not in their wheelhouse. And I respect that. I understand that. But they're at least talking about, um, you know, difficult things. They're at least challenging uh, their congregation, those listening with the truth of God's word. So I'm not talking about that group. I'm talking about just those who are blatantly silent on this issue. Because if we are to spark another spiritual awakening, which, as you know, is our only hope, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, pastors must once again fill the fire. That's fill, F-E-E-L, fill the fire of the Holy Spirit down within them. And then as a result, they are F-I-L-L-E-D, filled with the Holy Spirit. The pulpits must thunder again and call the nation to repentance. Today, many pulpits are playing elevator music instead of sounding a battle cry. And again, I want to recommend if you get a chance, listen to the sermon I gave uh, fairly recently based on when this podcast was recorded. And this podcast is recorded August 2022, uh, more specifically August 15th. And the sermon was given August 7th, 2022. And the title was initially a battle cry of Isaiah, but we changed the title to a battle cry for America. And if you need some encouragement, uh, motivation, more insight, you know, check that out for sure. Um, And I was reminded of a quote from Leonard Ravenhill. It was pretty incredible. He said, get unction or get out of the pulpit. Now, if you think that statement is too harsh, I would thoroughly and biblically encourage you to, to take it to God's word. Preaching God's word is the one of the highest callings ever given to mankind. And so if that statement upsets you, it may be that God is trying to get your attention with his conviction. I would even say if this podcast is convicting you, it could be that God, how, what is conviction? Conviction is rubbing me the wrong way rubbing me the wrong way. So hopefully I change. Hopefully my iron gets sharpened. Hopefully rubbing sandpaper smooths out the wood. But many people, instead of allowing conviction to change them, allow um, they use conviction to um, foster even more bitterness, even more resentment. So I would encourage you not, don't do that. I'm, I don't have an ax to grind. I'm not trying to, you know, I wish I didn't have to record this. I wish I didn't have to write articles. I wish I could just relax and live a peaceable life, fish, go up in the mountains, enjoy my family. But you know, the calling of a pastor is, is much different. And actually in Isaiah 56, the prophet talks about the prophet Isaiah, of course, talks about blind watchmen who cannot bark and warn the people. Think of the parallels today. You know, they go to the pulpit, they, they smile, they talk about pleasantries, but they do not bark. They do not warn the people with the, 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 the truth of God's word. And they need the spirit's unction. Uh, we, they need the spirit's unction back then. We need it now. And God loved his people so much that he would send prophetic voices to warn them. God has not changed, but we sure have. And we crossed a dangerous line decades ago, blatant sin often demands a strong rebuke. Now understand, yes, we need to love people and encourage people. And a lot of uh, why this topic is difficult is because how I would talk to someone caught in sin, 
uh, is a lot different than how I'm going to talk to those pushing a godless, perverted agenda on our children. You know, that's why we're thundering against that ungodly agenda and we're rebuking it. But the sinner, we come alongside of and we love them and we encourage them. And sometimes they do need a loving rebuke. Absolutely, that's biblical as well. So see, the key is if you're filled with God's Spirit, that means you're filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Love and joy and peace and contentment, long-suffering, gentleness, of course, boldness, even though it isn't listed as a fruit, it's a byproduct, self-control. And so when you're filled with that fruit, what comes out? It could be hard things. It could be... It could be um, uh, like unction from the spirit and it's going to convict people. And I've noticed that people who are not used to strong conviction, you know, they're used to being, being sung lullabies and not an alarm and, and they're not awakened by alarm clock. You know, they get offended when, when a person dare preaches the gospel with biblical authority and boldness. So, but the key is don't confuse patience with approval. Um, and as I discussed, um, Oh, as I discussed, as one of the pastors on a panel at the uh, Turning Point USA Faith, I was on a panel there towards the end talking to the pastors who were there, and I reminded them that we need boldness and brokenness. We need boldness and brokenness. And we had two guest speakers. One was Raul Reese. I would encourage you now, obviously, you can find him on YouTube, and Victor Marks, M-A-R-X. I'm sure you've seen a lot of his videos on self-defense and things. And uh, such a, a a wide extreme of Victor Marx on one end and Raul Reese on the other hand. But I told them that, that needs to be the pastor. You need to have a Victor Marx in you, defending the defenseless, uh, defending those who um, are being just just overcome by pedophiles and and the ungodly agenda, rescuing girls in the sex trafficking and and that hard, you know warrior type attitude and you got to have that my lord and that's what we're lacking but Raul Reese was also up there and he, he was weeping as he was preaching about the cross the brokenness and humility came came shining through and and you got to have that as well and so see that that's how you become a very bold loving confrontational in a good way yet encouraging pastor is you're filled with both boldness and brokenness and that really is going to be the only hope going forward. But most bold preachers, talking to bold preachers right now, are angry, but they're still very arrogant. Boy, they are wound up, but they are not worshipers. And yes, we need more thunder in the pulpits, but we also need more brokenness in our hearts. It must begin here, as Raven Hill would also say, we must weep before we whip. And bold preachers must be very humble, very loving. Um, you, you have to remember more likes, more followers, and more shares doesn't mean that God approves of your hard, arrogant heart. Did you get that? Hello, let me say that again. Well, look at all my likes. Look at all my shares. Look at all my followers. No, all you're really doing is striking a, a, a chord with your listeners. Oh, look at this guy. I like what he's saying. He's mean. He's angry like me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that doesn't mean anything uh, whatsoever. We've got to, and just because God you know, God isn't saying anything right now. Um, don't confuse his patience with his approval. Some of you, some of the bold, and I'll put myself in that list. We need to remain very broken, very humble, very gracious, very, very usable by the hand of God through humility and brokenness. If not, man, we're going to hurt more than we help. 
And uh, so I just see so many people just thinking that they have fruit uh, because of the likes, followers, shares, and they don't really have fruit. Um, they have some mean people wanting to follow them. Or on the flip side, the liberal and the liberal woke pastors, look at all my fruit, look at all my likes, look at all my followers, look at all my shares. That doesn't mean anything. You could be, demons could be liking you. Uh, lukewarm Christians could be following you. And unbelievers could be sharing your material because you're confirming what they already believe. So you got to wake up as well. And we cannot keep confusing God's patience with his approval just because we're getting, you know, likes and, and influence and things like that. Now, granted, God can grow a ministry. God often will grow a ministry. God will get your influence out there. But you got to make sure that you have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your heart, not the fruit of the world, of the fruit of pride and arrogance. And there's pride on both sides, bold, arrogant pastors and also carnal, uh, lukewarm, woke pastors, many of which are not even saved. And you really got to check your heart in that area as well. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> I want to, I want to close out with something. Um, oh yeah. On the, don't confuse God's patience with his approval, you know, on, e- on either side, the political aisle as well, Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever it is, you know, we have to make sure we're on God's side, uh, for sure. So are you spending significant time humble and broken in the prayer closet? Are you, are you repenting as much as you're calling others to repent? Are you overflowing with the fruit of the Spirit? If not, I encourage you to take a short sabbatical and get your heart right. You'll be much, much more effective being humble uh, than you will be being haughty. Don't be shamed into silence. When it comes to truly changing this nation, it first must begin in our own hearts. Then we must follow Isaiah's lead and raise our voice like a trumpet. Did you know he said that? Read Isaiah 58. God actually told the prophet prophetic voice, raise your voice like a trumpet. So here's, here's a proof text for, for some, some loud, bold preaching, you know, because you do, you, you have to shout sometimes, raise it like a trumpet, get their attention, like an alarm clock, not a, not a, um, not a, j- j- just a, a, a lullaby to put a baby back to sleep. And that's what's happening in too many places. And we have to call people to awake and arise. Isaiah 60 verse one. Everyone else is brazenly coming out of the closet. Shouldn't we as the church, shouldn't we as pastors come out and address issues that are destroying families and harming children and and setting us up for tremendous failure in the future? Again, don't be shamed into silence. Don't don't worry about what they label you. They they have to label you. A homophobe, right-wing, extremist, white national, patriot, whatever whatever the term is. Don't let them shame you into silence. And remember, we are to be the light of the world. And that light shines in all areas of life. It does not just flicker within the four walls of the church. So all of us can change a nation, but it first must begin from within. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode.
Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these eBooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.